Hello to everyone tuning into the Highly Optimized Podcast today. My name is Ryan Sprague, and throughout this podcast, I will be showcasing individuals who are living a life beat to their own drum, sharing their stories, and revealing their valuable information for you listeners on how you can effectively take life into your own control, what steps to take to create your own path, and how to maximize your results in manifesting your dreams in this reality. Manifesting her way onto the show to share her magic with the world today is a woman who truly embodies what it means to be a healer, and from the first moment I met her, it was clear how dedicated she is to helping others experience more joy and confidence in their lives. She is a yoga instructor, an energy healer, a tarot and astrology reader, business owner, and has created an incredible community called the Star Tribe, designed to offer support to those on the inner journey every step of the way. Please help me in welcoming the sassy healer herself, Shira Brenner, to the show. What's up? Yay! <laughs> that was such a dope intro. Oh, thank you. Wow, my, I'm so grateful yeah. to hear those words. It was so fun writing it, too, you know, because we just got to share such an epic time out in California, and uh, right. I feel like now we really know each other, you know, and so it was really fun getting to dive into your background a little bit and uh, see a little bit about your journey, like the Ecuador pictures and things like that. It was really cool. <laughs> yeah, man, that was way, way back. That was like 11 years ago now. Yeah. Oh, no, you're talking about a retreat to Ecuador that I yes, left, right? Yes, yes, yes. That was about uh, four years ago. Wow. That was actually my first ever retreat. So I've done six. That was my first ever retreat. And um it was uh, extremely, I would call it extraordinarily adventurous <laughs> because it was at a point in um, leading retreats and a point in my career that I wasn't aware of legalities and liabilities. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I basically took 13 people to the Amazon River, like <laughs> on, on wooden boats with piranhas, like biting at the sides of our wooden <laughs> boats. And we were all wearing those, uh, you know, those water boots that yeah. like, go up to your knee and we yeah. were like trucking through the jungle and eating from the river and zip lining. And what is it called when you climb up a waterfall? Oh my God. Canyoning. We were canyoning. canyoning. It was just like a super wild, <laughs> it was a yoga retreat, but it was an extreme extreme adventure yoga retreat. yeah that's like amazing. yoga meets extreme adventuring you know yeah that's like very aligned with my heart <laughs> yeah. because for me it's all about going to the edge of your comfort zone yeah absolutely you know and you have to create like a stable loving supportive environment for people to get to that place where you're like okay I know this is scary. Mm -hmm. I know we're about to jump off the side of a waterfall mm -hmm. and you're scared. <laughs> and guess what? I'm fucking scared too. Yeah. And we're all scared yeah. and that's okay. Yeah. But also we're safe. Yeah. We're safer than we think we are. <laughs> and then, you know, we go through these uh, challenging obstacles together and we come out on the other side, super bonded and like in love with each other and in mm. love with ourselves and full of confidence and fire and passion. So, I yeah. I love that. And, you know, I love what you brought up about, like, essentially finding your edges, you know, because this has been a big subject in my life for the past eight months is like with constantly traveling and just pushing the envelope, just saying, like, when my primal body senses like danger, how much danger am I actually in and how far past that if like official cue can I push it before things start getting swirly? And I feel like the swirly. last, yeah, swirly. I you love know? that. Yeah. I always picture someone getting a swirly when I say that. I don't know oh, why, wow. but okay. that's just where my mind goes. <laughs> but like, you know, that's been a big subject for the last eight months because I've been realizing with everything. I mean, the gym taught me at first. It was like, when you think you're at failure, David Goggin says, you're only at 20%. You can push more. You have more in the tank. Yeah. And so it's the same thing for experience of life, right? 
And if we always like, you know, tap out the first sign of danger, we have to realize, you know, our primal bodies are set up in surviving mode, but yet right. we're, we're surviving. Okay. Now it's time to thrive. And we do that by pushing past those boundaries. You know? Totally. Yeah. And it's hard. What's coming up for me right now is the fact that when we were young, of course, we weren't taught what intuition is. Mm. And so there's this, there are these two roads, you know, one is intuition and one is fear. And oftentimes I believe, you know, it feels like intuitive to be scared. Oh, like, oh I'm scared. But that's, that's not actually your intuition, Yeah. but it feels like it's your intuition and it takes a long time and a lot of practice. And I think it takes a lot of putting yourself in those situations that feel uncomfortable until you start to discover what really your intuition is and how to listen to it. And then, you know, your gut, gut knowing that something is actually dangerous mm. is very, very different from, you know, fear versus love. Yes. Like that fear mind. Yes. I love that you brought that up because that actually clears something up for me because with all the traveling and all the things and my life changing a ton, I think I can speak for both of us when I say mm -hmm. we've been doing a lot. And, uh, you know, my, my fear response has been coming in and sometimes it does get tangled into my intuition and it brings up a great conversation about the fact that like, really, what the hell are we taught in school? Like, I mean, the fact that we're never taught the nature of the mind and now what's happening as I see it is people are growing up unaware that the mind is just a part of the being, not the whole entire being. And, you know, it's been really interesting because as I've started to, you know, really figure that out over the last 10 years and understand the mind, I've started to realize that, like, I mean, a million different things, but one of the most important is that society puts these labels on us like, oh, you're anxious or you're depressed or you have depression or you have anxiety when really those things are just like symptoms in the mind. They're warning signs of something, right? And so instead of like figuring out what it is, what do we do? We just silence it with a pill, put a label on it, attach a story to it and you're good to go, you know? Right. And so it's interesting. I imagine that's a lot of the reason why uh, intuition, I mean, really isn't even known about in the collective, like at large. Um, except for our small circles where people are talking about it. But then also to double down on that, why intuition and fear are so like entangled with one another, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, I'm really interested in, uh, we talked a little bit about your Ecuador journey, uh, journeys rather. Uh, we hinted to the first one. And so I'm really curious, you know, with everything you've gotten into, right? With all this amazing stuff, yoga, tarot, astrology, retreats, running your own business. What was the journey that got you there? Like, what was like the dark night of the soul uh. that led to Shira Brenner going out on her own we go. and paving her own path in life? Because this is like what I really get so fascinated by is like other entrepreneurs who said, fuck it, I'm doing my own thing. Yeah. Wow. It's This is so funny about intuition <laughs> and like uh, psychic awareness or I'll, I'll just call it intuition. Yeah. Before I came here, I was peeing yeah yes you know as we people, both do that yeah <laughs> yeah well you stand yeah, I, yeah. I, I maybe you sit i'm not maybe, sure what yeah you do. depends on what day of the week but is, you know yeah. sometimes like that's where insight comes and like peeing and yes. insight comes and i thought to myself oh we're definitely going to talk about the dark night of the soul yeah can't wait to talk about that that's my this is my absolute favorite subject <laughs> and this is you know like the dark night of the soul is what drives me mm -hmm. i think it's the most exciting like invigorating, thrilling topic that there could be. And it's so funny because when we're in, when we're in the pain and when we're suffering as every human being is going to 
be in pain and suffering at some point. If you haven't experienced it yet, it's coming. <laughs> it's coming. Like, you know, we're not <laughs> here for a free ride. Like, yeah. We're here, you know, I call earth and earth school. We're yeah. here to learn and grow and we're here to evolve. But it's so funny because you cannot comprehend what's happening when you're in it. Mm -hmm. You cannot comprehend. Mm -hmm. You can be having, like one of your listeners right now might be having the absolute worst moment in their entire life. Mm -hmm. And they think that they're never going to get out of it. And mm -hmm. they feel like a failure or they feel like they're, you know, just not good enough and like, yeah. fuck it, fuck it all. Yeah. And it's so funny because that moment is that's their blessing for, for being here. That's their gift. They're going to find out through that experience why they're fucking alive. And it's funny that we're talking about this on this day because today, astrologically, uh, the planet Chiron, Chiron is known as the wounded healer in mm -hmm. astrology. And it's basically the story of, let's see how, how complicated I want to make it. I'm going to make it really, really simple. The wounded healer is about someone who is wounded like a therapist for example mm -hmm. and is healing others seeking healing within themselves and they never I feel quite... attacked yeah <laughs> 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 I love you. But, but they never quite fully heal mm -hmm. and that's okay but chiron is the symbol that shows us the gift within the healing so we're not trying to heal and fix so much as we're trying to find what is that really unique special gift that is in the pain like your greatest pain is usually your most powerful offering to the world mm -hmm. if you can really dig in it and it's not meant to be fixed or changed it's meant to be lived with it's meant to be lived with and, and you know i can only speak from my own experience too because I want to be really respectful to people who've had different kinds of trauma that I'll never be able to understand. Mm -hmm. But so here's mine. So, mm -hmm. so here's my dark night <laughs> of the soul. It was when, so right now I'm 35. Mm -hmm. It was when it was during my Saturn return to mm. bring it back to astrology again. Saturn return is when you basically have a moment and it might be a year and it might be two years. It might be a month where your life kind of for some people, it feels like your life is in shambles. For other people, you have really big things happening. You have a life change, and it's usually around growing up and taking responsibility for being a sovereign being in this world. Grow up, take responsibility for your life. Do not put your power in anyone else's hands. You're not a victim. Saturn's not that nice of a planet. Saturn's <laughs> like, let's go. Yeah. I am here to support you in being a responsible individual. Mm -hmm. You're not a little kid anymore. And that's why it comes uh, full return when you're 29. Mm. So it takes a full 29 years. You know, 29, wow. it's like time to be an adult. Yeah. So for me, um, and everyone will have a different experience with their Saturn return, just depending upon what sign it's in and what house it's in. But anyway, for me, when my dad, when I was 29, my dad passed mm. and I have, as we all do, a lot of like an interesting relationship with my dad. I, I loved him very much. He also instilled in me some really unhealthy behaviors, like addictive behaviors, mm -hmm. like addictive eating, certain levels of greed, <laughs> I would say certain things around money, around uh, black mentality, mm -hmm. certain things around hoarding, mm. okay? So these were kind of themes that were programmed into me through just being my father's daughter. And of course, he had other amazing aspects of himself. Like he was 
as strong as an ox and like everyone was scared of him, but he was also like sweet, like a bear. Yeah. He was a teddy bear. Yeah. He was like a, like a big, big, sweet teddy bear. But anyway, he passed when I was 29. And at that point, up to that point, I had no belief in anything outside of myself. Mm -hmm. I was full on atheist. (laughs) I was like, God, spirituality, tarot cards, fuck that. Those people are crazy. I do remember going to a palm reader and fighting with the palm reader when I was maybe 24. She told me that I wouldn't I wouldn't travel in the next five years or so. And I remember leaving and being like, fuck that. And just get and like, I moved to Mexico because I was like, nobody tells me my fate. No one, you know, so I was very anti uh, the mystical world, Mm -hmm. which is so interesting because now I live in the mystical world. This is like my, my home planet. It's your power zone. Yeah. My power zone is like weirdo university. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? So, um, Anyway, my uh, my dad passed, and up to that point, total, totally not be- non-believer. And then what started to happen is an eating disorder, like an old, old eating disorder that when I was a kid, I was really obese, and I was bullied aggressively. Locked. One time I got locked in a closet oh like by God. these older kids overnight. Like someone, they actually tricked me into, um, you know that game, Seven Minutes in Oh, heaven? yeah. Okay. <laughs> so I thought I was, I was like, yeah, I'm going to get some tonight. Yeah, like, yeah, let's, hell yeah. Let's go. I'm ready. Like, I'm not scared. Yeah. Like, take me in this closet i'm sorry and and they pushed me into the closet the boy came out they locked the door like things pretty aggressive um aggressive harassment i would say for my physical body so then i was taking diet pills or i was throwing up in the bathroom just to try and find out how i could be like everybody else i'm like all right my body clearly is not wanted. That means I am not wanted and I am not loved. And then I found Adderall, which mm. helped me stop eating. We were talking about Adderall yeah. before the show. <laughs> yeah. Um, in high school, Adderall, cigarettes and coffee. That was my diet. Yeah. Adderall, cigarettes and coffee. And I had, I just basically had this interesting roller coaster ride of weight and food and, um, addiction, I'll call it throughout my life. My dad died. And what ended up happening is I, tipped over into the side of anorexia. I was just, what can I control right now? Oh, my Mm -hmm. body. I can get like as fit as humanly possible. (laughs) And I was obsessed, just completely obsessed with being as thin as I possibly could. Um, I would eat like two to four egg whites in a day. And I was exercising for like four hours at a time. I was a Zumba teacher. I was a weights teacher. Like a, I was teaching in, um, you know, group exercise classes. I was a yoga teacher. So it was so paradoxical because I was like, Om Namaste, like yeah. Om Namo, and, you know, all pretending that I not pretending, like yeah. having an authentic experience that was true to myself. Well, at the same time, putting myself through hell and you were the wounded healer. I was such yeah. in the Chiron space, yeah. big time, big time. And I was just always seeking, you know, what do I have to do to my body in order to be re- loved and respected by my peers and to somehow have a relationship at some point or, you know, how do I look like a yoga teacher? That was another thought that went in my head. Oh, I'm, I need to look like a yoga teacher, which is such bullshit. Yeah. It's such bullshit. So anyway, it got so bad that um I was eating so little and exercising so much that I got to this point where my 
uh, bones started to, like I started to get fractures all the time in my wow. sacrum and my spine. Then I was getting uh, pneumonia and I would have pneumonia for like months and months and months. And then I was better at in. And then for two years, my, um, my uterus stopped working. Then I, I wow. lost my periods. And for a woman, it's like if you're listening and you're a woman and you don't have your period, it's a really good indication that your body thinks you're going to die. Yeah. That's what's going on. Yeah. When your body thinks you're going to die and you're a woman, it's like, whoa, she, she's not going to have a baby. Let's yeah. shut this shit it's down time right to survive, now. not thrive. Yeah, she's starving. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it got really, really bad. And it, I just, that was my dark night of the soul. Mm. I was in constant obsession over my body. I was miserable. I was just obs- every single day, 24 seven. How do I not eat? How do I not eat? How do I not eat? And, and you can imagine how much energy that takes up. I couldn't do anything else. I couldn't have a relationship. I couldn't have any, I didn't have any friends. All I could do is teach classes and then like maybe binge eat and then pass out. And I just remember one night, um, I was so small. I was so thin and hungry. And I, I remember I binged, like I had this big binge on blueberries, which is so weird, like <laughs> such a weird thing but because I had a very restricted things I would eat. Yeah. Like, oh, peanut butter and blueberries. Okay. I guess that's okay. You know, I can't eat like bread, but I remember eating like 11 pounds, like a ridiculous amount of blueberries and being on the floor and like, it's funny, but it's not, it's funny, but it's sad. Yeah. And like, I was just on the floor and I just, I was like, I can't do this anymore. I'm literally at my, I'm at my lowest point. Like I'm sick. My sacred, like I have a sprain in my spine. I have bone spurs. I I don't have my period. Like who am I? What am I doing? And over a period of time, I, and it, and I know that it correlates with my dad passing because I think it was a catalyst in this awakening process where over some period of time, I realized I, oh fuck, like I got to get help. This is not, sustainable. I just can't keep this up anymore. It's just, I just can't keep it up anymore. And I, I met somebody. It's funny because the other night I was watching, you know, Joseph Campbell mm-hmm. who talks hero's about the, the, the hero's journey yeah. and, and in the hero's journey, an outside character comes in like a character from the other realm. And usually it's like, like, um, in star Wars, who's the, uh, Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan yeah. comes and helps. Okay. Yeah. So I actually had a boyfriend come, but he actually lived in California. We weren't, mm. we weren't very close. I'm not even going to talk about that story, <laughs> but he actually said to me one day, you know, Shira, I think you have an eating disorder and I think you need to get help. And I had never realized I had an eating disorder. I was like, what yeah. are you talking about? I'm on top of my game. Yeah. Do you see my body right now? Yeah. Like I'm hot. Shit. Fit I am? <laughs> yeah. I'm great. Am I throwing up all the time? Yes. Do I feel like shit? Yes. Do I want to die? Definitely. All the time I think about it. But <laughs> but look at me. But I'm good. <laughs> you know? And so he sort of like pushed me into the reality um, and woke me up. And within a couple of weeks, I went to the National Eating Disorder Society, took some tests. They were all like, yes, girl, you have a problem. They're, like one of the questions was, how, you know, how much water do you drink? And this question was really about not hydrating, but are you drinking water so you're not going to eat? Are you drinking five gallons a day? Yeah. You know? And it, one other question was like, how much gum do you eat? Because if you're eating gum, it's, it's, it's taking away the hunger signal. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So I was going through like 10 packs of gum a day and, <laughs> and I, and I was just like, Oh my God, it's true. It's yeah. true. And I sort of had to have this, you know, come to Jesus moment. Yeah. Like, awakening. All right, man. All right. It's true. And I had to be humbled, just like cut down. And then I remember sharing that on social media. Hey, everybody. 
I am going through recovery of an eating disorder. And that is when my entire life changed for the better. Mm. Like the second I just shared it, you know, I have a problem. I have an addiction. Everything changed because I was able to share my story. I started writing about my story. People started coming to me who experienced the same thing. So I was getting this you know, healing through sharing was happening. Mm-hmm. And it it is the Chiron experience. You know, it truly yeah. is. And a big part of the classes I teach and what I teach and the students that I have is like, you'll never come. I am not the girl that you come to, to like get super fit and like have a perfect ass. Like mm-hmm. that's not what I'm doing here. You come to me because you want to fucking enjoy your life and you want to feel good (laughs) and you want to explore spirituality and you want to learn about astrology and you want to learn about tarot and you know that there's something greater than yourself. That's why you come to me. Hell yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Yeah. (laughs) I know exactly what you're saying. And, you know, it's really cool because um, I share a very similar experience where, um, like, thanks to psychedelics for not allowing me to go so far down. But basically what started happening when I was... 21, um, you know, my dad was really unhealthy at that point and I started getting into weightlifting mm-hmm. and it became my obsession. Like mm-hmm. I was like seven days a week, double days, like just like literally, I remember one day I had done legs and back, chest and shoulders, and then I was going on a bike ride yeah, and dude. like, and my I friends, <laughs> I remember my friend uh, like on the bike ride being like, do you think this is too much? I'm like, man, fuck that. It's yeah. just enough. You know, yeah. and like I was just, my ego was so like, yeah, you know, yeah. and, and so then my dad passed when I was 23 and I used it as a coping mechanism. And luckily, like right. at my, my diet at that time, uh, it was good and I knew like to keep weight on. I had to pack in the calories. So it was mm-hmm. kind of the opposite where I yep. was just so structured. I was so structured. Like, no, I can't go to dinner with you guys because they're not going to have, like, I can't eat bread. I can't do this. I can't, Same. can't, 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 wouldn't, couldn't, shouldn't, all the negation words, box. you know? Yeah. The box. Yeah. And it was, Painful. yeah. And it was like, I have to do this. You know, I got to do this. I need this, you know? Yeah. And it's like, well, who am I answering to? You know, it's like, what, what part of me is acting as a parent right now? Yeah. And so through getting into psychedelics, I was able to really take objective looks at myself and go, Ooh, all right. Like, yeah, I love being fit and yeah, I can still have fun and still like, you know, shoot for the stars or whatever. And I'm going to go to dinner with my friends regardless and know that that bread I eat is going to nourish my soul because I'm, ju- I'm enjoying it with the people that I feel most mm. alive with. And so yeah. that, that soul thing completely overrides whatever is quote unquote healthy, you know? Right. And then it became discernment. Like, okay, like, am I going to eat like bread? Let's use an example. Yeah. Uh, cause it's the it's best the, thing and the worst yeah. thing, you know? Yeah. And like, so like, all right, am I going to eat bread, uh, while I use cannabis, uh, in bed at night? Probably not. You know, <laughs> like that would probably be one of those areas where like that side of me can still help me out. Yeah. The inner critic. But at the same time, if it's like a Saturday and like it's the summer and we're cooking burgers and someone's like, do you want a bun? Like, yeah. fuck yeah, dude. I want Hell a bun. Yeah. Give me a you bun. Know? Yeah. It's, it's so the parallel Ryan yeah. is wild. That's yeah. I, that was my, <laughs> life yeah like Noah, i i I am not gonna go out to dinner with you and i couldn't even i have a mission yeah i'm on a mission exactly and it was just we we were the rigidity yes the rigidity and i remember having anxiety around holidays like if if i had to go to my mom's house for dinner or there was like some sort of holiday gathering Mm -hmm. that that anxiety that comes through because like god forbid my rigidity got pushed a little bit 
right? God forbid I have to eat honey glazed ham. You yeah, know? It's like, like, oh no. <laughs> yeah, and so I love what you said also about, um, you know, using your intuition and using connecting to your soul and using discernment mm-hmm. because part of at this point in my journey, you know, health is really important to me. Of course. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it, it, it's always been important to me, but I've yeah. had different relationships with it. Mm-hmm. But I'm at the, I'm at the point where I recognize that I am worthy of eating the foods and moving my body in a way that will make sure that my immune system is well and that Mm -hmm. I feel good and energized and that I feel good in my body. And it's funny because I, as I was going through, it's a journey because as I was going through my recovery, I really had to lean out of health Mm -hmm. big time Mm -hmm. in order to find the balance again. I had to just go way to the other, way to the other side, like let go of all my rules and just let myself eat, you know, whatever I want, even if I wasn't being intuitive because I wasn't quite there yet it took me a while again yeah Yeah, you have to get and i had to it's like called like refeeding Mm -hmm. you know you have to like do a refeeding and yeah it's literally the opposite and now i've sort of come back to the balance where i'm in a more in a more centered place yeah and discernment is a huge piece of that (laughs) yes it's well, a huge piece. Well, because it's like, you know, we can either use judgment, right? Which says like, oh, I'm bad because I want to eat bread like yeah. on a Saturday. Or we can use discernment and say, hey, you know what? This is the right situation. And you know what? I checked in and yeah, my soul is going to override the the potential quote unquote negative side effects of this bread. Right. Because that's the honest thing is like, you know, I eat healthy because I honestly enjoy healthy food now. Yeah. And uh, you just got to use salt, guys. You know, just use salt and stuff and anything Ugh, tastes good. Salt. You know? Yeah. Pink salt Himalayan is salt. Salt my best friend. Yeah. And, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> side note, it does not raise cholesterol. All right. So. <laughs> and it's okay to have high cholesterol. Yeah, Like it is. that is a myth. Yeah. It, the whole thing is a myth. We could go. Down so many Let's rabbit not holes. Go down yeah, that. yeah. <laughs> we'll save <laughs> that for I'd part love two. To talk you know, about tarot now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like you know, uh, there were a couple things that um, you were mentioning uh, throughout your journey that I wrote down here. Number one, that like uh, as Paul Check talks about the pain teacher, Ooh. right? Mm-hmm. About how pain is a teacher, and so like there's this great example that my friend and I were talking about. And she was saying, like, okay, imagine a scenario where you're with a partner and you're going to get locked in a room for 24 hours. You can do whatever you want with one another. And then after that 24 hours, you're never going to see them again, ever. Oh, my Right? Gosh. They're gone. Versus the exact same scenario, same partner, same rules, but you're going to live together every single day for the rest of your life, like bar none. Which one of those situations has more passion, emotion, and, like, more, like, presence with it? Yeah, the first. Yeah, Yeah. and not because of happiness, though, right? Like, because of a lot of pain, a lot of grief, a lot of sadness, a lot of, like, uh, empathy for one another, you know, a lot of sympathy, all those things. And so a lot of times, this is the big aha moment I got recently, we avoid the emotions that are distasteful, quote unquote, or dis, you know, not wanted. Yeah. By like society standards. Yeah. But really, those emotions, when you jump into them, actually are what bring your world so much more color. Oh, you yeah. Know? And oh, yeah. That has been like a whirlwind of like an experience to go through for me because now I find that when something makes me like scared or fearful, I jump into it. And then, like, what I usually find out is even if I fuck up royally, the sting is <laughs> the sting lasts for about an hour. And then, like, the, on the other side of it is like so much freedom. I mean, it happened. Oh, yeah. It happened recently with, uh, with my coach, uh, Angelo. You know, he was calling out some things in me that, uh, that I knew were true. And so I had an, uh, I had a, uh, I had a choice in that moment, right? 
Am I going to come up with excuses and feed into this ego and the inner critic? Or am I just going to say, yep, you're right. What do we go? What do we do from here? You know, like, mm-hmm. and so I decided because I've done the other one enough that I decided <laughs> to go with the second one. Yeah. And literally like within 10 minutes, I was back to normal. And I was like having crazy downloads, writing in my journal, had all these ideas from when I got home. So it's just like, wow. that's the funny thing about how we're taught how to live life. You know, it's like people are uh, like avoiding this small amount of discomfort and they're living in a gray state because they don't want to feel the full range of emotions. And really yes. it's a wave. You got to ride it. Yes, dude. What a line. Yeah. <laughs> what a line. Get pitted, cheers, on the, man. get pitted on the waves of the universe. <laughs> get pitted, man. It's a wave. You got to yeah. ride it. You got to ride um, it, bro. It's the California thing. You know, I've yeah. been there for a month. So. You got to love it. I mean, yeah. now you're basically it's in, California. It's infecting me now. You yeah. Know? yeah. <laughs> I'm infecting um, it. You know? you know, it's funny on this. On I love this topic on discomfort because what you just said is it, it, even if it's just a little bit of discomfort – what I notice about myself and others is that a little bit of discomfort actually seems like a big bit of yeah. discomfort. What seems like a little bit of discomfort, what is just a little bit of discomfort feels like the most terrifying thing that could ever happen to you. Mm-hmm. And as you're talking, I was actually thinking about relationships I've been in mm-hmm. where I knew that it was time for me to leave in a relationship where I knew that I had to have this certain conversation. And instead of doing that, I would just kind of like sit in it because I was so terrified or mm-hmm. I would walk around it and I would find some way how can I walk around this? Con- how, what can I do? Yeah. Like my ego would look for a, for another path instead of just going straight forward. And it's like, I can live with that. You know, that other thing. Yeah. You know, I, I can don't, live with I it. don't mind suffering in this way over yeah. the long term. <laughs> yeah. If it'll make me feel comfortable. <laughs> hey, if I can just be comfortable, then everything will be okay. Um, and, and when I finally would walk through the center and, you know, get straight to it, it was like the freedom the freedom on the other side, no matter what, I would say I'm, you know, firmly 1 million percent committed to walking that path now. Like, let's get right to the discomfort mm-hmm. because the freedom I know and the energy that I know I'll be granted on the other side is going to be life changing. Yeah. And it's, it's going to take me exactly where I need to go. No, no matter how terrified I am, no matter if I think that, you know, my ego thinks like, oh, you're going to fuck up. You're going to be alone forever. <laughs> Whatever it is, it's all a lie. It's all illusion. I love that you brought that up, you know, because I feel as though many of the listeners will resonate with that. And I've had many like clients come to me with that same issue. Like, you know, I love my partner. Uh, you know, maybe I'm not in love with them and I know that, but like, you know, uh, maybe I can make it work this way. And we bring them through that. And I'm like, listen, what is the, what is honestly more discomfort, like discomforting when you think about it? This hour, maybe let's say a month of like, oh my God, I broke someone's heart. Like I feel really bad. Even though I did it the proper way, respectful way, I wasn't like an asshole about it or anything, you know, that or like spending the next 50 years with this person or even worse than that, right? Divorcing. Even worse than that. (laughs) Getting a house, having kids, uh, having a dog, having all the emotional ties, and yep. then deciding to the do cords. it. The cords. Exactly. Like, how many cords do you want to create? Do you, exactly. Do you want to build a cord that is the size of a thousand cords? Do you want yeah. your karma to be heavier than your karma has to be? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And not only that, on the other side, if you're holding on to somebody, mm-hmm. 
that you are not fully invested in and you're not on the, maybe, maybe you do love them. Mm-hmm. Maybe you love them so much, but you're not on a parallel path yeah. or maybe you love them deeply, but they're not interested in growing the way that you are. Mm-hmm. Like this is a big one, especially yes. for, I hate, I hate to say for females, but <laughs> yeah. that's what no, I feel, it's true. you know, yeah. right. Okay. Game um, recognized game. <laughs> right. Game recognized game. Yeah. So, you know, do you, I think about yourself as as a prison keeper mm-hmm. of this person. If you hold on to this person when you're not actually on parallel paths, like you know, it takes two obviously to tango. To tango. As they say, <laughs> and and each person has their own. You know, we're sovereign beings, and we all put ourselves into an experience in a partnership. Obviously, mm-hmm. but if you're not being honest and clear, and you know, you're holding someone for reasons of attachment or fear. You're, you've become a prison keeper. Do you're you essentially be holding a, them for ransom. Yeah. yeah. Do, you want, do you want that? Yeah. I don't like want to be that person. Ladies and gents, you know, <laughs> <laughs> we've all been there. <laughs> I'd like to stay away from the county jail. Yes. Personally. That's yes. just what. Game recognized game. Once again, Shira Brenner. Freedom. You know? <laughs> Let's, uh, yeah. Can we liberate ourselves? Yeah. yeah. So freedom is always the goal. Freedom you know? is always the goal. Yeah. So back to the dark night of the soul, yeah. like just to take it full circle. Yeah. So part of my, um, astrology and tarot and a deeper connection to yoga different from the aesthetic version that i was so interested in mm-hmm. in the how beginning. much can i sweat how hot can the room possibly be yeah i yeah. i was a hot yoga teacher yeah i mean that is literally what i did i'm a bikram like lover so oh my I god bikram you. is like masochism oh my god totally. it literally is yeah it's, literally it's fucking insane yeah. that's why i love the it teachers so much. are they tell you to hurt yourself yeah like, yeah if, it's, if it doesn't hurt yeah you're not doing it right yep. how can you hurt yourself more? yeah um, but that's actually when I started to like lean into the astrology and the tarot cards and all of that too. Mm-hmm. I've got my tarot deck here. Oh my God. And I was going to say, you know, for the listeners, I think this would be incredible because like tarot is one of those things that I feel is talked about. Just and shuffling. Yeah. Right. Oh, the shuffle sound is amazing. But, you know, talk about the sounds that give me comfort, like just the sound of car shuffling, especially <laughs> the bridge part where it's like, like that. Yeah. Oh, amazing. Um, and I feel like. Tarot has gotten a bad rep, you know, and a lot of people, like, I remember my mom when I was growing up, she's like, oh, those cards are sacrilege, or I don't know what the hell religious people say, because I never played into that game, but, like, they were always like, oh, like, you know, these are, like, uh, devil cards and all this stuff, and personally, what I call them is intuition cards, right? Mm -hmm. And so, really, it's allowing, similar to the Mandala Workshop, we just attended with Paul, where he explained that the ego is going to run your life in more ways than you can become aware of most days, right? And so, painting is a good way to allow your soul to speak, because your ego doesn't, isn't able to uh, filter it that way. So, I see tarot is another way of the same thing. It's a way for your soul to speak to you without your ego's like way of changing words and making it seem different. It's an unapologetic message from your soul. You know? Beautiful. Yeah. And your ego probably doesn't want to hear the message. Exactly. It, it exactly. depends on, on what's yes. going on and yes. how open you are or yeah. how close you are in the moment or yeah. whatever state you're in. Yeah. But there's definitely times where, you know, you pull cards and you're like, damn it. Oh, Ugh, like, damn it. I knew that. I already know that. I don't really want to hear that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
Oh, you brought up the mandala. How I'm just curious about how your how oh. is your integration going? Oh man. Uh so for the listeners, uh Shira and I went out with seven other Boston peeps, Boston ran deep out there and Wicked. uh it was amazing. <laughs> it was so fun. We went to Paul Check's uh mandala workshop at his house in Rainbow. If you're listening to this, just go to it, all right? Seriously, just go next time. And uh so we painted these mandalas and basically like that was one of the things that Paul had said like where Shervin and I was talking to him about this, like got a very similar message where it was like, Hey, you're going through big life transformations. Be very careful with psychedelics. And my ego was like, man, fuck. Like, and it was funny because it couldn't fight it. Cause it was like, well, who else would I like, who else would I say knows more than Paul check? He's my ultimate, like he's been my ultimate mentor and teacher. And so if he's saying it, all right, there has to be a thread of authenticity and truth there. And so I started <laughs> <laughs> like just a thread, you know, oh, just and a little just bit. a little thread. Yeah. And so I actually started really like going into um, the the whole like experience I've been having in life and uh, the psychedelic experiences I've had over the past eight months and what they've been building to and how I've been getting more and more sensitive to them over the last couple months. Um, you know, a couple times doing uh, different medicines have been extremely intense. Like my last mushroom experience, I mean, it was when we did it. We did a good amount, uh, but I don't know if it was a 5-MeO-DMT reaction, uh, reactivation rather, or something, but it sent me so far out. I had a blast, right? But I also realized in that, like, okay, there was a lot that came undone there, and I can tell that I'm shedding a lot of layers. And so I believe that's what the warning was about. You know, it's like, hey, right now you're changing your sense of self. Your sense of self is up in the air, right? A lot of things are changing, and if you're going very far out, on psychedelic medicines and you don't have a strong sense of self, you might not be able to find yourself and come back. Mm -hmm. And so it's been a really beautiful uh, integration period of me really doing the work. And what I've been saying is like, Oh, right now my, my life is a psychedelic experience. And and it's, it's so cool too, because I've been having very challenging aspects of that psychedelic experience. And, and the, on the other side, that euphoria, right? Where like, when I got back from California, just knowing I had things set, like I have my mentor who's like not allowing me to get away with anything that like my typical old self, my boyhood would allow me to get away with. My business is flourishing. Things are going really good. I'm like, okay, cool. So it's been a really great integration period. Yeah. Beautiful. And, uh, Paul, game, recognize game. All right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah Paul, so. if you're listening, yeah. I love you. Yeah. Thank yeah. You. We love you. Yeah. <laughs> I just got my painting in the mail yesterday, actually. You from did. Penny. Yeah. Yeah. It was really Mine's cool. in California. Oh, I, damn. I, I'll find it again. Yeah. I'll be back there. <laughs> Eventually, you know? Yeah. 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 <laughs> That's awesome. All right. Should we pull a card? Yeah, let's do it. So I was thinking, well, normally what I – I don't want to have – silent airtime over here with like a deep meditation so (laughs) what we could do is um just envision and the listeners can do this too Mm -hmm. i just like to ground down Mm -hmm. when i uh pull cards yeah so if you could just envision that you were growing deep branches Mm -hmm. from the root of your tree Mm -hmm. so just sitting here just imagining envisioning that you're growing roots Mm -hmm. Maybe not branches, but deep roots. <laughs> deep branches, branches deep roots. They grow from one another, you know? They're all connected, right? So deep yeah. roots into the yeah. earth. And then just allow your heart to soften. Okay. Cool. Let your heart open. I think your heart's already soft and already charged. open. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of my strong suits, you know, especially yes. as of late. Um, it is. It really, I see that, or yeah. I, rather, I feel that oh, in you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> your open heart. Yeah. yeah. 
It's been, uh, you know, that's been like, you know, the program I'm creating right now is called BU All Hyphen Ways, right? And really, what is that? What is the goal of that? It's coming from a place of like authenticity from your heart uh, as much as possible, right? Yeah. It doesn't mean that you don't have like a bite to you if you need to. It means that you're doing it from a place of love. Like if someone wrongs you, it's like, hey, I love you a lot more than I'm upset with you. And it made me feel this way. And I love you. And I wanted to tell you this, right? So it's like trying to always, not trying, coming from love all the time has been something that I really understood the first part of it, which was like, oh, just be kind to everyone. But in that, I lost being kind to myself in many instances. So now that's what I'm unlocking is like how to be kind to myself, Mm. you know? Beautiful awareness. Yeah. Yeah. So So that's going to be my theme. (laughs) (laughs) Root down, open your heart. All right. Um, And then just imagine that the crown of your head could open up to... Uh, the cosmos above. You can even, if you're a visual person, you can even envision, I like to envision the stars and the planets above. You can envision the sun and the moon and Saturn, Uranus, Neptune, etc. Tell me honestly, did they just rename Uranus because it sounded too funny as Uranus or was think, it really Uranus? I think um, <laughs> it's really Uranus, but it you might be You heard it here, both. folks. It's, right. <laughs> it might be both. I had to ask. We we'll never really know. <laughs> yeah, we'll never know. The truth is we'll never really know. So I'm going to do – I'm going to just have you say your full name out okay. loud. Ryan Hollis Sprague. You guys now know my middle name. Don't steal my identity or anything, all right? That'd be really not cool. <laughs> That won't happen. Yeah. You're protected. Archangel Michael, please protect Ryan. Okay, so this is wow. All right. So I'm gonna explain the cards okay. and the images because of course your listeners cannot see the cards. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the first card is the Queen of Swords. And in this card, um, we see lots of sharp angles, triangles, if mm-hmm. you're familiar with with the sacredness of shapes and the meaning of shapes, triangles are like what you're taking action on. Mm. Um, we see a queen holding a sword. That's all I'll say for now. Mm-hmm. And then the next card we see is the eight of swords. So here's the second sword. Again, a lot of angles, swords. Mm-hmm. In the eight of swords, there's a, a young person and they've got swords pointing at their at their throat. I know exactly what that is. Or okay. I can imagine. Don't talk yet. Yep, I won't. Okay. <laughs> this is my podcast yeah, now. This no. is my podcast. And then the next card we have is the sun. And the sun is just this beaming, glorious, gorgeous, literal sun. And there's a child, a young person swinging, like in the rays of the sun, just like having a great time. Like, yay, here I am. This is me. Um, now, what's interesting about Ryan's pull is that all the cards are reversed. And that kind of matters, but it doesn't matter. But in a way, they're also just facing him because we're sitting across the table. So I almost feel like they pulled, you know, your energy just like pulled mm-hmm. them to face you. Mm-hmm. So the way I'd like to do this is what's the first card, the anchor card, is is like what's leaving. The card in the middle is what you're experiencing in this moment. And the card and on the third card is what the outcome is or what's coming in. So the first two cards are really interesting because they're both swords cards. And if you're familiar with tarot, you know that swords are your thoughts and they're the words that you speak and your connection, your relationship to language and your relationship to thinking and, you know, and patterning the awareness of your patterning. It's so funny because I know that you have a really strong relationship to the, to word choice, mm-hmm. choosing which words and how you're putting your sentence together. I don't know much about it, but I know that that's something that's interesting mm-hmm. to you. Now, 
queens of swords are about your boundaries usually. So what I'm getting from this reading is that in the past, you've had a hard time speaking up about your boundaries and you've had a hard time saying, this is what I want. This is what I don't want. And kind of just drawing the line and not even though you had rigidity in your diet, <laughs> maybe there was a people pleasing part of you or a part of you that didn't just like stand your ground and have um, at some point in the past, you know, I don't want to say you didn't have confidence. I know that you're a confident human being, um, but, you know, learning something about your integrity in exactly what you want and exactly what you don't want. Because sometimes it's a journey where, you know, you th- you think you know what you want and then you get some options that show you what you don't want, but you have to get the options that show you what you don't want to learn how to speak up for yourself. Queen of Swords is so much about speaking up for yourself and, you know, putting those boundaries in the sand or I like to envision a circle, like drawing a circle and on the outside you put what you don't want and on the inside you put what you do want and you're like, this is what I want in my circle. Now, what's coming through and on the next stage of that and in this now moment is actually about you feeling like at some point in your life, it was, it was actually really unsafe for you to share your thoughts. Mm-hmm. And it, it was almost like you had to hide yourself or you felt trapped. You felt like trapped in the position that you were in and scared. And there's like this, um, the, the inner child that needs healing just is, not feeling like it's safe to speak their truth. And if they speak their truth, they just feel like they're going to, like it's going to be the end of them. Of course, the way that you're turning over that is your relationship with language, Mm -hmm. your relationship with communicating. Mm -hmm. This mofo podcast (laughs) is like the, probably your Chiron experience. Yeah. And I don't even think I said Chiron is conjunct the sun today. So this Mm -hmm. is a healing day. Mm -hmm. Remember the wounded healer, with the sun, like the sun, the sun, literally the card I pulled (laughs) as the outcome. And so we're all sort of in this moment of what's being healed within us. But what's coming through for you is that after you, you work on this part of you that is not done, like you're not, your journey in your relationship to speaking your truth is not completed. There's, you know, who knows? It seems like there's a, a lot. Yeah. Like it's very layered and it's very, very deep. And I wonder what I'm curious about your mother. I'm interested about how, what your mother. Yeah. I, there's okay. a lot there. I'm okay. Just, okay. I just don't want to interrupt. Yeah. You, yeah. yeah I'll, let me there. <laughs> so then in a, in the card that's coming in, which is the sun card, which is about the absolute like fullest expression that you could possibly be mm-hmm. like Ryan in his fully expressed, like nothing held back no limitations. When we think about the sun, the sun is just constantly blazing. Mm -hmm. You're in Aries, right? So fire, fire, boom, fire. Fully expressed. In this uh, tarot reading, which is just a short one, just a little Mm -hmm. cutie, Mm -hmm. um, you've got (laughs) fire and air. Yeah. So that's like a lot of conversation, a lot of talking, a lot of speed mm-hmm. like f- go 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 like a lot yeah, there's like a I lot of it. speed a lot of intensity in it but what you're seeking i feel like in your in the evolution of this karmic cycle is to be able to be fully self-expressed fully confident in yourself get back to the time when reconnect with the time in your childhood when 
you were suppressed and re-empower or empower that that inner child, whatever age that was, mm. where you got suppressed. And I know when we were coming in here, you were talking about playing guitar. Yes. And I wonder if when you were young, you played guitar and that's sort of a way to heal some of your stuff around the yeah. throat and around the voice. But yeah, so what's what comes up for you? Well, in that uh, can I see those three cards too? Because yeah. uh, I'll, I, I mean, first of all, I want to say that this is exactly what Paul Check talked about in the Mandala. This is the full thing, right? Yeah. He's like, uh, you're funny. stepping into a new chapter of your life. That's why the sun was below my pyramid, which was a triangle, right? right? And I had nothing but lines right. and shapes in my in my painting, right? Right. And so what I see here is uh, the Queen of Swords was first, right? Yes, she yeah, was. Okay, cool. So uh, I'll put it like that. So with the Queen of Swords, you said that one is is uh, the past. <laughs> you said that one is the past, right? So it's like yeah. Okay. So um, and you said that has to do with like communication, etc. Boundary setting. That was it. Okay. So yes, I a hundred percent feel that, and um, I just did training camp for the soul as well. And so it was a really deep self-development program on the mother and father and the inner child. Yeah. And so I'm actually going to do that retreat in three weeks uh, mm -hmm. out in Colorado. And uh, I imagine a lot's going to come out there. Um, that being said, yeah, personal boundaries have been my hardest thing. People pleasing. Uh, that's a pattern that for the last three years I've been getting over and moving through and living with and understanding that it's not my responsibility to keep anyone really happy except me. Yeah. Um, so long as, you know, uh, of course, people I care about, I'll do my best to keep them happy, but not at the expense of myself. Right. Which is, I think, the definition so of people pleasing. Right. Yeah. It's and like, it's hard because. And I don't want to cut you no, off, no, you're but good. I think it's important to say yeah. a lot of people, like if you resonate with what Ryan just said, like there's often trauma around that. Yeah, absolutely. And so it's nothing to be, you know, like ashamed of or to just write it off like, oh, like I'm a people pleaser and now I'm going to start putting up boundaries and, yeah. and it will be all fixed. It's like, it's usually, it's a result of fearing for your life. Yeah. It's a behavior you create so that you you can uh, protect mechanism. yourself. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And it goes back to like what we were talking about in the beginning about how like these primal things that come over our body, they do they, like the, the fear will come in and then we'll attach a story to it, which then if we're young enough and it gets rooted in there can become something like people pleasing, you right. know, because your body will say, well, that helped us survive in that scenario. But we're not running away from tigers, at least not most of us anyway, depending on what you do on weekends. I'm not judging. Right, but, right, right. Um, <laughs> so the Eight of Swords, what I saw there is like the full finish of my Saturn return, killing off the boy, right? And not like I say that like not like killing off the inner child, killing off the boy, right? I, I see them as different. The inner child is really who I am at the core of me, right? It's like my soul. It's just pure happiness, pure love, pure sunshine, right? The boy is like the things that have been coming up with people pleasing. Oh, I don't want to hurt their feelings, you know, not feeling rooted and like uh, strong in the world. That's what I've been yeah. going through since my father passed when I was 23. Mm -hmm. So I see that in the present. Like, yeah, that's what I'm 100 percent just annihilating right now to use all these masculine terms. Annihilating. Yeah. It, you know, <laughs> so uh, you know, put it this way. I'm loving all those things right now. And yeah. that's why I'm being able to help them. And I'm also. You were talking about with your eating disorder, like there had to be points where you came to and you're like, all right, yeah, there's an issue here. And I, ha and I, I'm excited to try something new. Yeah. Well, it's like with me, 
I'm aware that busyness is an addiction to me. Mm-hmm. So I will like lay out my calendar and I'll be like, okay, cool. That day looks awesome. There's still plenty of time for me to play and have fun and do what I need to do. And then when that day comes, I might get hit up by three or four different people like, hey, can you talk today, blah, blah. And all of a sudden I'm like, yeah, I want to do all of it. Yeah. And then I build the day up. But really it's because sitting with myself in silence has been really challenging, right? And so that's like all that's happening right there. And then this literally is the goal, the right? Sun card. Yeah, absolutely. And I pulled the sun card out of the Voyager deck uh, right before I left California too. Wow. And, uh, and this is exactly what I drew underneath my pyramid. And that was exactly what Paul was saying. He goes, that's who you are that sun and it's just moving into you now Beautiful. and so like that's why i feel like i've been having a lot of tightness in my hips because it's entering yeah. my root and then it will go into my sacrum and then it will go into my solar plexus and my it'll go all the way up right until it's fully embodied in me and so when i like the whole time you're reading that i'm like this is nail on the head book an appointment with Mashira. she's scary accurate Yay. <laughs> <laughs> i mean it, in the beginning like you know right before we read i said that and you said mm-hmm. it's really just your soul. Yeah. You know, and it takes the tarot reader. And the way I started reading tarot was actually through my recovery. Mm. I was very, uh, well, I had a therapist and I had a, like a recovery nutritionist as well. Mm-hmm. And I was very resistant to their, what they wanted the modalities, to, yeah. to their modality and like what it felt like they wanted to imprint upon me and, mm-hmm. And it didn't feel aligned with me, unfortunately. And I know that there are therapists that are incredible, yeah. you know, and go to one if, yeah. if you're suffering. Um, but what happened is a tarot deck came to me. <laughs> I, I have no idea why I bought my first tarot deck. Yeah. I think it's because I think I saw a deck on a retreat that I had gone on because I started to go on retreats, which mm-hmm. was a, a major life changer for me for me going on them right not leading them going on huge huge transformation and what i would do is every morning like for my morning ritual while i was going through recovery and i still do this different now because that was so long ago and i would shuffle the deck and i would pull one card and i without reading the book I would take out my journal and I would just journal for like seven minutes on what came up for me when I saw the picture. Mm. So if someone wanted to start a tarot journey, I would say do that, you know, one card a day because there's a lot of cards in this deck and it's a, it's a lot of information and you you don't want to memorize it. You want it to be embodied. Um, and you want to have a relationship with the deck. So it's, it's not like memorizing a book of poetry or, or something like that. But when there's a good read, it's much more about, in my opinion, it has nothing to do with me at all. It's about the openness of the person I'm sitting with. Yeah. And the best reads I've ever had have been with the people who are the most open. Yeah. When I have a shutdown person, usually what I have to do is it's almost like I have to skirt around what they don't want to hear. Mm. And I have to ask them a lot of questions mm-hmm. to get them to recognize what's happening mm-hmm. because they don't want to talk about what's right in front of them. Yeah. And it's like <laughs> if you're not emotionally open to dealing with things that are uncomfortable, it's going to show up in your life and it's going to show up in the deck and it's going to show up in your relationship. And and you probably won't be aware of it either. You'll be sitting there like, I'm open. What do you mean? Yeah. You know? And I like with my clients, I found that a lot with just different things, just in general with coaching, right? Like they're like, yeah, I totally want to do this. And then we start talking and I'm like, all right, so what's going on today? Ah, everything's fine. I'm like, all right, so you paid me money to tell me fine. everything was fine. Why are like, you here? Yeah, exactly. Yes. Like I, no one pays someone money because their life is perfect, you yeah. know? 
and so it do, it does take some it, digging sometimes. It's you like know? that's an addiction that it we is. have. It's it's the ego just overrules everything. And honestly, I find myself in that. I'm not putting myself out of that category. No, absolutely, we it's, all do. You it. know, yeah. and, and especially not to talk astrology, but as a Capricorn, mm-hmm. Capricorn and other Earth signs are really known to not want people to see mm. behind the wall you know it's just like <laughs> yeah. okay i own a business yep and you know i've got it all together yeah. and like and i've you know overcome this and that and and it's just it's just not true every day i struggle <laughs> every day i have moments where i'm struggling like yeah. massive struggling every day at yeah. some point yeah you know where i'm either having something come up from the past or i'm in you know with all the uncomfortable situations like anytime i put myself in an uncomfortable situation i am struggling Mm -hmm. i am on the struggle bus and i and i'm usually dealing with my old demons Mm -hmm. you know so it's funny because when i am not doing much like that it's like there's a little less and the suffering is actually about being bored yeah Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And you know what's been really funny about that is like all those like demons that like will come back up. What I've began doing, and this is like a training camp thing too, is, you know, just really becoming aware of those different sides of yourself. You can put names to them. Like I have fearful Frank, anxious Aaron, yes. et cetera. And, and like I have the, Cruella DeVille. Nice. See? She is a horrid, wretched yeah. soul. Wretched. <laughs> yeah. Totally. And, and that way – uh, this is going to be like a two-part thing. One is like talking about how like um, what I do with those is I allow them to have a voice. You know, they're yeah. trying to get in all day and we're trying to keep them out and that just makes them get louder. So now I go, okay, anxious Aaron, it's time for you to come out. Come <laughs> tell me what you got to tell me, right? Yeah. And so I'll journal uh, with him in mind and usually I'll see like, all right, you're just, you're just overreacting, but you want the best for me, right? And so what I've started to do is create a team instead of like a Beautiful. bunch of just like children running crazy. I've started to be like, all right, like you guys can have fun, but we have these things we all have to do to be able to like work together, right? Because we're yeah. not going anywhere. We're a team. We're stuck with each other, you know? It's how it is. <laughs> yeah. And so like getting clear on that and then also using uh, those voices as reminders, right? So like, what's a mantra I say? Like, I am exactly where I need to be right now, right? Mm-hmm. So for instance, if uh, Anxious Aaron pops in or Fearful Frank and goes, oh my God, you should be doing more. Oh my God, like you should be farther along. I just repeat that mantra and I go, oh, thank you for reminding me that I am exactly where I need to be right now. You yeah. know, thank you for reminding me that that is stronger than what you're trying to tell me. And then I allow it to have a voice if it keeps coming up. Beautiful. You know, sometimes it'll just, it, it's old patterns that will run, old voices that will come up. And I've pretty much abolished them. Like, for instance, podcast stuff, right? Like, I still get, like, butterflies before I start an episode, yeah. right? It's exciting. It's super exciting, Yeah, you know? I had butterflies coming here. Oh, I was like, guilty as charged. Oh, my God. <laughs> We're, there's going to be microphones. <laughs> We're going to be, like, live and stuff, except oh we're not gosh. live, but, yeah. you know, kind of the same thing, <laughs> yeah. you know? But, yeah, like, when that anxiety comes up. I I actually go, okay, am I really anxious? Like, no, I know I'm going to fucking crush this. So what is it? It's excitement it's that excitement. is just waiting to be uh, uh, turned into that from anxiety, right? So it's yeah. like, how can I take this coal and put it into the engine to create fire, to create like movement, you know? And that's been really cool. Beautiful. <laughs> yeah. And what comes up for me there is about showing up. Yeah. Right? Yes. There's so many times in my life where I my, that anxiety has pre- prevented me mm-hmm. from just showing up. Yeah. Like if I had let anxiety prevent me from showing up today, <laughs> I wouldn't be having this amazing yeah. 
enlightening, exciting, heart-opening, joyful conversation yeah. looking across the table from you and your beautiful smile. <laughs> and like you guys can't see, but like Ryan's hair is like over his shoulder and he's just like, he looks yeah. so, just so sweet and cute. And, you know, it's such a blessing to be here. And if I had let the anxiety come up, I would have missed this incredible opportunity. And I can yeah. say that for so many experiences in my yeah. life and ones that I did not show up at. Yeah. That I regret. Yes. Right? Well, like, think about <laughs> this. Like, just to give one example on that, like, last August, it was like, you know, middle pandemic, or whatever you believe about this. We'll leave that for another uh, day. But, like, it was August. Uh, I hadn't traveled anywhere in a while. And uh, one of my good buddies, Mark England, I had started to get into this coaching thing and things were happening fast. Like, I was getting people booking me and I was like, whoa, like, imposter syndrome to the max, all this yeah. stuff. And he hits me up like, you're coming to my lake house next week and you're going to meet like pretty much everyone that you've been seeing on zoom screens. Right. And now I'm the new guy here. Right. Mm. And so like a lot of anxiety, I'm going to go to this place alone, get picked up by this dude. Yeah. I super respect and hang out with these people who I respect a lot. I've never met. Like, what do I have to offer? Right. And so if I had allowed that anxiety to get to me, <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't be sitting here right now. Like literally like, because I would have, uh, uh, I mean, who knows? I could have still had a podcast, but it wouldn't have been as fun as it is now. I wouldn't have done any of the things I've done over the eight months, which over the last eight months, I feel like I've lived 30 years. Like wow. no joke. I mean, it's, I've been on, God, 28 planes in the last eight months. And I've gone everywhere. I spent a month in Mexico. Amazing. I've been to San Diego like five times in the last uh, uh, eight months total. Um, Virginia three times. I've been to uh, Texas. I've been Oregon like four times. Wow. It's been uh, yeah. Washington. I mean, I've had the most incredible experiences in my life and really met my soul tribe. Uh, I had a reading from a psychic and she actually said that this year you're going to come back into contact with everyone you've known from previous lives. And what? I was like, wow. Yeah, I'll your take nail on the head for 500, please. Your like, soul pod. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. And it's been really cool too because, you know, really my whole, my whole like shtick, my whole like, idea that I'm putting out into the world is that the best medicine, like we are all medicine yeah. and the way to make your medicine most potent for other people is just to play full out at life. Become 100% committed to finding out who you are, right? right? Not going to get five cars, like not going to like do this, <laughs> not going to do what anyone tells you to do, yeah. right? But becoming you all hyphen ways, right? And that's yeah. what I see with the sun right there, you know? It's You know, 100%. I'd love to to bring astrology into that. Oh, please. I, go so for cute. it. I have a, go I have for a really, it. everyone listening, I have a very cute dog that's just like nibbling on my hand. And, and my mind just shut off. And he is I was, the cutest oh, dog. I was so happy in that moment. She's just the cutest dog. It's a sweet golden retriever. Scooby is um, the mascot. You know, oh, my for gosh. Sure. Oh, the, a Check dream, him out. What is dream. it, Scooby-Doo, Shalomo? Yeah, Scooby Doe on uh, Instagram. Check oh him out. Oh my God, so cute. Adam. Um, he now is my DNA in him. No. <laughs> what was I saying? I'm sure he enjoys I don't, that. I don't even too. know what I was saying. You're puppy drunk, you know? Yeah, before I got puppy drunk. Uh, astrology about the sun. Uh, astrology. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. So you were talking about you think that it's the most important for people to discover themselves. You're yes. an Aries? Yes. Okay, so Aries is the first house, and the first house is about self actualization, mm, it's about yes. self realization, it's about self discovery. Yeah. Yeah. Like this is literally your soul path. This is why you were brought here through and through to to also not only 
be on a path of self-discovery and like sacred understanding of your, of maybe your past lives, your now and what you're here to bring into the world, but also to be a leader and to be at the forefront and to be an initiator and to be like the maverick Mm -hmm. of it, to Mm -hmm. not follow a path that's already been written and just be at it at the front of the line. That's Aries. That's you carrying out your destiny you know what's really cool about that too is um uh, i'm i'm definitely going to start picking your brain a lot more about astrology because it was one of those things that i was always like somewhat interested in but honestly like my perfectionism was like dude that's so much information you're never going to be able to be the best at it so don't even start i feel you i totally uh, have that within me that perfectionist yeah and and so recently i got more into human design remember we were in california i bought a book i would love to borrow that book 100 rachel has it for her retreat so you'll be seeing it there i should probably Uh, just get my own it's amazing and i've found that like every mentor i know that's into human design is like oh yeah that's the same book i have i'm like no shit no wonder and, i got sucked and you into didn't it. look for that book it no, found, it found you. me like yeah. i went into earth's elements the store in uh carlsbad yeah and i was just like and i like some background info like i have been like against books for a long time like audiobooks man it's like the total way to go because you can drive you can listen to them you can clean you know like yeah this is the aries yeah i'm it's obsessed like, with I need multitasking. To multitask. yeah, yeah exactly like i have a i have an addiction to multitasking yeah. for sure so i remember i went in there and i was very calm i remember like the second i got in there i don't know the the vibe was perfect so i get in there i'm calm i go to the back and I see books and I just like sit crisscross applesauce on the floor and you guys are walking around. I'm just there enthused. I was actually at the house. Yeah. Oh, you were at the house. Damn. Because, see, that's how lost in the sauce I was. Because <laughs> I was, I was working on, on bringing my mandala's purpose mm-hmm. and, and closure. I was doing my own mandala. Yeah, right, go on, go on. That. I'll talk no, about that after. That. And so like basically, um, I learned a, uh, I, I basically followed a call from my soul to get into these books. Yeah. I, I found the human design book. I came home and literally there was like a party happening around me and I just read that book for like two and a half hours. <laughs> you were, and you then like, you were glued. And then you were it happened glued to, to the book. And Rachel's like, Hey, like what? Like, like she knows about human design. She's like, Oh, that sounds cool. I'm like, read it after me. She gets stuck in for two and a half hours. Then later on that night, Doug Pillar stays up till three in the morning reading it. It got three of us in one day. I really wanted to get into that. Oh book. my. I, but I felt like every time I tried, someone else was <laughs> yeah, like, in was 30 minutes, list. I'll give it to you. There was yeah. a waiting list. And uh, so I found out I'm a 5-1 projector. So 5 is your conscious. It's guide, leader, mentor. Uh, 1 is a truth seeker. And that's my unconscious. So I'm always like, why do I have to listen to 8 podcasts a day every day? Like type mm. thing, right? Now I understand like, oh, that's actually what makes me feel alive, right? It's what yeah. allows my inner child to feel happy too. And so now instead of like that's where guitar and reading and all these things come in, it's like my inner child is yearning for just knowledge. It's it's curious, right? And it wants to learn about things that maybe don't make 100% sense for like my path or my career or what any of these things my ego has built. So a lot of times I've been like, nah, it's not useful. No, nah, I'm not going to do that. But recently, I've been getting so into like psychic abilities and uh, remote viewing. And so I've been going down that rabbit hole. But basically, through human design, I found out so much about myself. And it was exactly what you said about the Aries thing and being in the first house and being a guide and mentor. And so I'm like, yeah, I got to I gotta pick your brain about this because so cool. it's so obvious they're all connected. And know? when you were talking about the voices in your head or mm-hmm. the ones that you apply labels to, yeah. what comes up for me is – Full on your birth chart because we all have these 10 planets and they're in different signs and they're in different houses. And the way I was taught to read someone's birth chart is exactly the way that you just described the different people within you (laughs) because each planet is a different character within us 
driving us into another direction. Mm -hmm. So there's one part of you that like Saturn, for example, is asking you to be more disciplined and asking you to work harder. Or on the other end, it could be making you feel bad for not working hard enough. It That's could be the lazy I, part yeah. of you. You know, it could, it, there's always two ends of the spectrum and mm -hmm. everything in between. Um, Jupiter is a planet of expansion and wisdom and learning about philosophy and learning about spirituality. And it's very Sagittarius and you definitely have that within you big time. Absolutely. It's also a very lucky planet. So when you have a big Jupiter, Jupiterian influence in your life, you, it's like things kind of come to you. And I feel like I can feel, I have not seen Ryan's birth chart, but I feel that I can intuit the influence of Jupiter on, on your life and yeah. that you have a good influence of Jupiter. You, you feel, feel lucky. Yeah. You feel like 100%. luck comes to you, you know? And then there's Chiron that, that we were talking about. And then there's your mid heaven line. And then there's Pluto. And, and it goes on and on. And there's like these different part planets within you and parts of your chart within you that just drive you in different directions. And dependent upon the angle of the planets, you could have challenging energy called a square. You could have a really challenging energy called an opposition where mm -hmm. like I have a sun and moon opposition. So I have a, a lot of confusion around my head and my heart. Mm -hmm. It's like my head, my head and my heart are always going in two different directions. And so I've had to do a lot of brain heart coherence, like heart math breathing, mm -hmm. just a lot of focus on getting my, you know, it's intuition really coherent. Yeah. Or you could have a, a 90 degree angle. You could have a long blue line, which is a harmonious aspect called mm -hmm. a trine, or you could have a sextile, which is another harmonious aspect. Every single person has a completely different chart. They're all super, super unique. And it's very similar to everything you're saying. It's like, wow. I can almost envision your chart. I, as you talk about your struggles and as you talk about what you've overcome and as I just sit next to your energy, it's yeah. almost like I can feel the embodiment of your chart in yeah. you. And it, and it's, it's the expansion. Like Jupiter is a big one. And I don't know if Saturn's a big one, honestly, because yeah. you're so, your demeanor is just so, uh, joyful, jolly. Yeah, you light, have such yeah. a jolliness within you, which would be, uh, the planet Jupiter. Mm. So, well, ooh, you know, 11, 11, no oh, one 11. Wow, <laughs> you know, it's funny because, uh, I have no inner authority with I have no inner authority when it comes to human design too so what I always say for that is uh, uh, you remember how in class you'd have like the teacher would have you partner up with people and there was always one person who like it was an odd member and so they'd partner up with the teacher yeah that's like who my like I partner up with the universe for signs so like 11 11 things like that cool that's what like, an amazing analogy yeah like that's okay. how I like that's how I actually get clues so like when I was in San Clemente right this is what happened so First of all, the neighbor's house is 121. That's my house number here in Massachusetts. Then, interesting. Then, and that's a three Yeah, in yeah. numerology. Oh, interesting. And three is a very sacred number, and it's a very mm. angelic number. Interesting. So yeah, because it's spiral dynamics, right? Exactly. Yeah. And, and then we were walking to the beach to watch the sunset, and there was a moment where I was like, wow, like this is really cool. Like I love Massachusetts. I really do. And like, fuck winter. Like I've done 30, I've done my time in the trenches. All right. My, my sentence is over. So I'm there. 
And we have a great time watching the sunset. And I'm like, wow. And I turn around to walk up the hill. And we're walking, Rach and I. And I just look to my left and, like, literally just connect eyes with a house, 328, which is my birthday. And I'm like, whoa. And I see that number everywhere. Like, that's one of my main numbers, which is, like, warmer, warmer. Then I'm walking up the street. And the houses there are, like, not exactly across from one another. So I'm walking up. And I start looking at this, like the side of this house. It's like a jungle. And then nestled in to like this, like kind of tree. It's like overgrown is 327. Now, of course, the house is across the street. I'm aware of that, but also I wasn't looking for the number and that's the time I was born. So I was born at 327 on 328. What? Yeah. So Whoa. that was like Whoa. all in one day. I noticed, Oh, the neighbor's house is 121. And then I went to go watch the sunset. It was like wild, you know, three. Okay. So three, wait. What are the, what's the number again? 128? 121. 121. And then what else? 328 and then 327. Because 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13. So that's a 4. And then 327 would be a 3. So there's another 3. Yeah. And then a 4 is a sacred building number. Mm, That makes a lot of sense. So that's a really important number too. It's about building foundations, creating foundations, and and bringing stability into your life. That's really cool. See, this is one of the millions of reasons why I love having you as a dear friend, you know, because you can make sense of all this stuff. And I like... The, it's all interwoven because yeah. those same numbers are found in the birth chart. Absolutely. Like three is Gemini. Gemini yeah. is an air sign. It's very talkative yeah. and communicative. Yeah. For his home. It's interesting. You know, it's really cool, too, because, like, for anyone listening, like, you know, I had a lot of, like, uh, uh, just, like, eh, I don't know about astrology. I don't know if it's true, right? And, like, then I started realizing, like, wait a minute. So we all agree that the moon affects the tides. Yeah. Right? We all, affect, like, agree that the moon can literally affect gravity. It can affect all these things. Human bodies. But, yeah, that's where it stops. 100%. Yeah. That's where it stops. That's it doesn't it. have Nothing anything else. else to do. Yeah. And so ever since then, I've had experiences just like this one where things are way too obvious. And I'm aware, like, I'm a very strong intellect. So, like, my bullshit meter can go off easily of, like, oh, well, you know, I could apply it to whatever situation. Yep. There's a feeling, a.k.a. intuition, that I get when things are legit, right? And, like, whenever I pull cards, especially this time, it was, like, a feeling I get in my heart that's, like, whoa. And what it feels I like. I felt that, too. Yeah. And I felt <laughs> I felt some grieving. Yeah. I felt sorrow. Yeah. There's definitely a lot like, of that in there. I felt... <laughs> You know, yeah, I felt yeah. sorrow with you. Just yeah, yeah. Go ahead, you mentioned sorry. <laughs> you mentioned like family stuff, and there's yeah. definitely a lot of family stuff going on. Like yeah. I am present day in the shit, like for mm-hmm. sure. And like I say, shit, not in a bad way, because yeah. I'm excited to go into it. Right? Yeah. Like I, I've, you know, I'm going into it regardless. I can either be anxious about it or excited. It's the same emotion, right? So really, it's just what side of the coin you want to look at it as. So I've transferred it into excitement, saying, "Listen, you know what? If this is what I have to go through to get here, the sun for everyone listening, <laughs> then I'm willing to do whatever it takes. Yeah. Like you know, it, it is." what it is you know if this life really is just a ride and we are in soul school or whatever then why are we not playing full out you know we have infinite lives so just try the thing do the thing (laughs) heck yeah amen (laughs) yes amen amen so shira this has been so fun and i want to make sure that people know where to find you what you offer um and just what you're up to where can I send people to connect with you? Sweet. Yeah. I, I would love that. Uh, thanks for asking. Yeah. So let's see. We'll start with the most obvious. I guess Instagram would yeah. probably be the most obvious space. Cool. So my Instagram handle is that, not this, but that, <laughs> that sassy healer. Um, and my website is shearbrenner.com. 
That's probably all that you really need to know. Sharebrenner.com and That Sassy Healer. It's a great website, by the way. Thank yeah, you so very much. very well done. Game recognized I game. I <laughs> collaborated in the, in the, you know, it takes a lot of, yeah. you really got to put your heart into it when you, it's time for me to update my website. But anyway, that's a, that's a whole other, that's another podcast. <laughs> another can of worms. We'll just talk about podcast, uh, yeah. website updating for yeah. two hours. Um, <laughs> sorry, guys, for everyone who's going to listen to that. Yeah, sorry about that. So, um. Let's see. What am I up to these days? So I run an online monthly program called All Access the Star Tribe. And what it is, is basically it's seven classes a week. Is it the dog? Yeah, yeah. Adorable. <laughs> so cute. So it's seven classes a week. Not seven days a week, but seven classes a week. And mm-hmm. some of the classes are yoga. Some of the classes are called Hot Vibes, which is a fusion of yoga, primal movement, high-intensity interval training, cardio, and dancing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have some training in West African dancing. So the playlist is going to be – it's going to have really good beats. It's going to be a world – a worldly playlist of music um, with, you know, EDM and yeah. hip hop and pretty much everything. Big party vibes. <laughs> so if you're looking for a place to move your body, like that's that's where you're going to get it. And then I also on that all access program have community tarot gatherings. So we gather on Zoom and I read tarot cards and we talk about tarot for an hour or so. Um, I also lead new and full moon workshops that are about two hours long. That's also on Zoom through this community. And anything that I offer can also be publicly accessed. All you have to do is go on the website and basically message me, email me, message me on Instagram to come into anything um, that you want to if you were not committed to a month-long experience of tarot and astrology and movement the other thing I do is I read birth charts. So I have people come to me, they give me their their time of birth, their date and the location and I pull up your birth chart and um I was trained by the Deborah Silverman program, so I have a very specific way of reading birth charts that's therapeutic. Let's call it there. <laughs> it's empowering, honest, no bullshit and therapeutic. Mm, Let's say I that. Love that. And then that's also how I read tarot. So you could also come to me for a tarot session and it will be empowering, honest, and no bullshit and therapeutic. Because just like you were saying, why are, if you're, if nothing's fine, why are you here? Yeah. <laughs> like why? And you can, and, and I mean, that being said, you can, nothing can be fine and you can come to me and, you know, we'll, we'll be able to figure out your next level anyway. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, it's all, we're always growing. The growing never, ever stops. Yeah. Um, and then in the future, I'll get back to leading retreats cool but for now i'm teaching yoga at oh, rachel's yeah. retreat yes i'm really I know. excited about that i'm so pumped you guys got to connect on that and then eddie is uh, facilitating in my retreat coming up i and heard it's, it's so it's, awesome i love oh, this yeah we have a tap beautiful tapestry of yes. empowering individuals the tribe is getting bigger and yeah. stronger you know they are. Awesome. yeah <laughs> yeah i'm happy to be in it yeah yeah we're... thank you so much for having me yeah, yeah this is like this has been seriously so fun because whenever Whenever I get to do one in, in 4D, right, in the flesh, it's already amazing. And <laughs> yeah. then with other high-energy people, like you know me, I know you, like we're yeah. both very high-energy, like jolly yeah. people. Yeah. Th- those are always my favorite episodes, you know, because they allow Beautiful. me to get more into being me all hyphen ways, the sun, you know. Yes. So, yeah, thank totally you. Totally the sun and, card. And I have one more question for you, if you're up for it. I'm ready. Let's right. go shoot. <laughs> Bring so, it. So if someone listening could only make one change to highly optimize their life, what would Shira Brenner suggest that change be? Meditate. Oh, boom. Easy. I love it. I Especially love it. 
you know, meditate first thing when you wake up. Mm-hmm. I know it's like, it seems obvious at this point in, in 2021, but yeah. um, meditate when you first wake up. It'll change your life. And a little tip on meditation. I personally will go to, um, I have to look it up. <laughs> it's going to be really fast. Don't worry. <laughs> no, you're good. So personally, I go to Hay House Meditations. Mm, Hay House podcast. is beautiful. Yeah. It's beautiful, uh, a beautiful publishing company that has meditations and they're free. Yeah. And you can find meditations with Wayne, Dr. Wayne Dyer. Yeah. You can find Deepak Chopra. You know, Deepak's my favorite. Yeah, Doreen Virtual. Gone. Yes, Deepak, beautiful. Yeah. So I would say, you know, there's eight minute, eleven minute, twenty, <laughs> like whatever. Yeah. But commit to that because just like you said, sitting with yourself in silence is not uh, easy yeah. for most people, and yeah. it it will take us in deeper relationship to ourselves. So it's very important. I agree, you know, and meditation has been single-handedly the thing that's maybe the most uncomfortable and allowed me to grow the most, you know, because like you said, that silence is not easy, at least for me, you know, speaking Mm -hmm. for myself. And I feel for a lot of people in Western cultures with that go, go, go mentality, it does start to rock that out of you, you know, and on the other side of that, you know, uh, dark hurling abyss is like a feather bed, you know, waiting to catch you. (laughs) On the other side of that dark hurling abyss, this is a feather bed waiting to catch you. Wow. Ryan is the sword suit. He is the sword. That was like the most beautiful stringing of words together. (laughs) You're the best. You're the best. (laughs) You know, it's funny because, uh, you know, I've had this story that, you know, my words are too much sometimes. Like I really like to, you know, paint pictures. Yeah. And uh, so thank you for saying that. Yeah. And, you know, that is Chiron. Yeah. Feeling like your words are too yes. much when actually your words are your greatest yes, gifts. Yes, exactly, exactly. Ah. And it's so funny being a projector, being an Aries. Like, could you have any more clues, Ryan? Like, when are you just gonna like say okay? And You're ex- just doing it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, come on, dude. Look in the mirror. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Well, guys, I imagine it's now completely evident why I was so happy to get Shira on the show. Her positivity and kind-hearted nature is the exact <laughs> medicine the world needs now more than ever. And being able to have the opportunity to record this episode in person for all of you to listen to was truly magical. If you are looking to understand yourself better, invite more happiness into your life, and meet other people on the same path as you, then waste no time in reaching out to Shira to see how she can help you level up your life as a whole. Shira, thank you so much for stopping by the show today. And until next time, journey well, be well. Much love over to you. Namaste. What is up, everybody? I hope you are all enjoying the show, and I wanted to stop by real quick and share a little bit about our latest podcast sponsor, Freedom Builders. Now, Freedom Builders are a team of graphic designers, website creators, videographers, social media marketing experts, and coaches that build out your custom online business from A to Z. This is a done-for-you service, which means they do the work for you while you get to put your focus back on what you love most, which is coaching your clients and bringing in sales. Now, as a former online fitness coach, Mike knows where your struggle points are and exactly how to help you overcome them. This is why he created Freedom Builders, so that you can scale your business while protecting your time and your energy. 
Now you guys know that delegation is a business superpower and you can activate this superpower today by scheduling a complimentary call with Mike at freedombuilders with a Z on the end.com so you can start building the freedom that allows you to take your business to the next level. Alex and I recently connected with Freedom Builders for our Connect with Cannabis build out and we could not have been happier with the results. With Mike and his team, they were able to go through an outline and create a personalized program for our experience, develop our brand identity, build and design a custom branded webpage, professionally edit our program video content, custom design all of our slide presentations, automate our email marketing sequences, create a seamless payment system for our offer, design unique infographics for our social media content, and guide us through our proven launch blueprint to generate organic leads through our social media. So if you're a coach, facilitator, or healer listening to this ad right now, and you are looking to put freedom back into your life, once again, go to freedombuilders, with a Z on the end, .com, and book your complimentary call today. I hope you all enjoy the rest of the show, and I'm wishing you the best day ever.